0: Hi, this is Chancellor Olson, and you're listening to the podcast, Why Mars? Life on Earth has been becoming more and more stressful. There are currently fears of a possible civil war in the United States, and the astronomy community is fearing an extinction event, like what happened with the dinosaurs. Our nation's most intelligent have been trying to find ways to give life a second chance in case of another world war, an extinction event, or reaching the carrying capacity of Earth. People such as Elon Musk have been pushing the population to look to the stars for hope, in a sense. There's been a lot of talk within the scientific community of possibly creating a colony on another planet such as our resting neighbor Mars. But this will most definitely not be an easy task. We'll have to build a civilization on a planet without breathable air. We'll have to grow our own food in order to, in order to sustain the colony and eventually we will need to terraform Mars to make it habitable for terrestrial life. According to Dictionary.com, terraforming is the act of altering the environment of a celestial body in order to make capable of supporting terrestrial life forms. But some will say, why not focus our attention on Earth and worry about Mars later? In response, we are looking for insurance in case we fail. Colonizing Mars will be challenging, but possible, if we make a few precautions for the location of the colony. The HAB, other known as Mars Lander Habitat, will most likely be constructed underground in lava tubes and running off nuclear power in order to avoid the ultraviolet radiation from the sun. Like the journeys that our ancestors took to come to the United States, there will be a lot of challenges that we have to face, including scurvy also known as scurvy. In a podcast by NASA, a botanist by the name of Dr. Goya spoke about the vitamin C tablets that we have to bring along the nine-month home and transfer between our home planet and Mars in order to avoid scurvy. But this is only part of the issue. You can only haul so much food rations, which will not sustain the permanent settlement. Colonists will have to be farmers in order to learn how farming would work and on another planet. NASA astronauts aboard the International Space Station were tasked with growing crops aboard the station in order to see how plants would respond in microgravity. Goya spoke about how adaptable, adaptable the plant test plants were, stating that the species subjected to the test could select sections of their DNA to make themselves better suited for growing and thriving in microgravity which is fantastic news for the future colonists headed to Mars. But traveling between planets seems like the easy part when it comes to building a settlement on a planet with only 1% the atmosphere of Earth. According to a journalist by the name of Taylor Locke, the colony will need more than just jobs for the astronaut crew, but also jobs for the colonists and places for them to go in their pastimes. The settlement will need parks, restaurants, and enjoyable living quarters. But in time, the colonists will want to explore their new home, which will bring another problem to face. To be frank, the soil is extremely toxic for human life. The Martian regolith contains chlorine and calcium perchlorates, says the YouTube channel, The Happy Neuron. Perchlorates are mainly a danger when in contact with water in the human body which can enter the HAB by the astronauts' extravehicular activity suits, also known as EVA suits. This would make it easier for the substance to be distributed by the ventilation system in the colony, thus causing respiratory problems within the population. Not only will the colonists have to deal with the perchlorates, but there are yet another two problems that the colonists will have to work through. Scientists plan to eventually terraform the planet, but this appears to be an impossible task. Elon Musk had an idea to create an ozone layer on Mars to help begin the terraforming process. He tweeted that "nuke Mars" refers to a continuous stream of very low fallout nuclear fusion explosions above the atmosphere to create artificial suns, in a sort. Much like our sun, this will not cause Mars to become radioactive. This act would melt the carbon dioxide at the poles in order to attempt to increase the atmospheric density on the fourth planet from the Sun. But this may not be enough to create a survivable atmosphere in the first place. In an article by Bill Steigwald and Nancy Jones, they tried to logically cover how we would engineer Mars in order to be habitable. They went through many options, including melting polar ice caps, strip mining for carbon-rich materials in the regolith, and even redirecting comets into Mars in order to increase the amount of greenhouse gases in the atmosphere. Even after all that, the atmosphere would only have roughly 25% density that of Earth, which is not enough for surviving without an EVA suit. But Bill Steigerwald and Nancy Jones concluded that we currently don't have the technology capable of engineering the planet in order to be like Earth. Skeptics of the whole operation believe colonizing Mars to not be beneficial for life on Earth. To be honest, Earth is kind of in a rough place right now. Climate change on Earth has been increasing at an exponential rate and overpopulation has not been helping the situation. In an article written by Isabel Gretzen for the BBC, she stated that last time CO2 levels exceeded 400 parts per million, we are currently at 409 parts per million, was around 4 million years ago during the Pleistocene era when global temperatures were 2 to 4 degrees celsius or 35 degrees Fahrenheit to 39 degrees Fahrenheit warmer and sea levels were 10 to 25 meters or 33 to 82 feet higher than they are now. As of 2020, the temperature was 1.2 degrees Celsius or 34.16 degrees hotter than the average year in the 19th century, which is insane. These temperatures led to the devastating forest fires in Colorado and California. How does this have anything to do with colonizing a planet and terraforming? In response, if we figure out how to engineer the atmosphere on Mars to be habitable, then we will know how to bring Earth's atmosphere back to the way it was in the 19th century and possibly making the atmosphere on Venus habitable. In conclusion, creating colonies on other planets within the solar system will be hugely beneficial for mankind in ways that we still do not understand, but these tasks will bring their challenges to the human race, for sure. But we have many motivators to keep us going. We're a species that have ingrained exploration into our DNA, but our species is capable of both very good things and bad things, like the huge amounts of CO2 in the atmosphere, for instance. But our efforts on Earth alone will be for nothing if an asteroid caused our planet to go through another terrible extinction event. We could help the Earth by learning how to terraform Mars, and then do the same to our home world. Life will not be easy for these colonists. They'll have to learn to deal with a large number of things, including isolation, farming, perchlorates, and beginning to terraform a planet in order to give life a second home. But it is time for us to stop sitting around and letting other people to figure out our problems. We all can take a part in creating a Martian colony, It just takes doing things yourself for a change.